Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. One of the most closely watched congressional races this election season is right in our backyard. It's the state's 13th congressional district. It's a battle between a Democratic state senator and a Trump-backed political newcomer. WREL Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie interviewed them both for a recent episode of On the Record, and she's here to join us. Laura, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Laura, give us a quick overview of this race. Who are these candidates and what are they all about? Well, one candidate you might have heard of is um, State Senator Wiley Nickel. He served for a couple of a uh, couple of terms now, representing Southern Wake County. Um, so he is uh, he won the the Democratic primary over former State Senator Sam Searcy. So he's the nominee. Um, so he's running against Bo Hines, who won a pretty highly contested, very large primary for this on the GOP side. Bo Hines, a newcomer, as you mentioned, uh, backed by Trump. He played football for NC State for a year, which is kind of his claim to uh, to, to being part of this district. Um, then went off to Yale and he law school and was living in the triad and had already announced that he was going to run for a, a congressional seat out there. But then when lawmakers redrew these districts, he decided to run for this one instead. And and why is this race so important, both locally and in particular nationally? Well, I mean, when you look at Congress, I mean, I think a figure I've heard is about 90 percent of congressional seats are already won, right? They they belong to one party or the other because that's the way they've been gerrymandered, right? Or that's just the way that they are. So there's very few that are really, um, really competitive. And this is one of the most competitive, if not the most competitive in the whole U.S. I mean, it's very, very evenly drawn. Um, it is the only toss-up race in the state. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, to me, it's really interesting because it's a microcosm of the change that we've seen coming over in, in the growth in North Carolina over the last decade. So you've got Southern Wake County, which is just booming with people who've moved here from other places, leans Democrat, um, well, used to, used to lean Republican. Now it's starting to lean a little bit more Democrat because they're getting a lot more people moving in here. Um, you know, then you've got the um, Johnston County, you know, which is absolutely the fastest growing county in the state. I think right now, um, people moving in there as a bedroom community that you know commute to the Triangle, and then you've got pieces of Wayne and Harnett um, who are also in there, and you know, those are on Wayne. I think it's the western part, and I think it includes Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, you know, and a lot of rural area, and Harnett, of course, very rural as well. So, you know, anybody who's going to win this race is going to have to appeal to everybody from the folks in downtown Raleigh, just about to the folks in you know rural Harnett County, and that's a that's a tough lift for any candidate. And so, uh, can you can you get a sense of which one of these guys might uh, have a chance of uh, of appealing to this changing uh, electorate? I think they both are going to have a challenge with it. I mean, honestly, I mean, Bo Hines is not. You know, he, he did go to state and play football for a year. Maybe he's not really from this area. Um, um, and nor is Wiley Nickel. I mean, although he's lived here a little longer and he has represented part of the district, at Wake County part of the district in the legislature. Um, you know, but they're both trying to sort of put themselves in a the position of, of, you know, convincing these voters, all these myriad different voters with these very, very different sets of interests, that they're going to be the person that's going to represent them the best in Congress. And that is a huge job. Um, I think um, Nichols is probably going to do pretty well in Southern Wake since he has already got name recognition. You know, he's run several times here. Um, I think Hines is probably going to do better in the deep red areas that you're going to see, especially, um, you know, the Trump endorsement. That's an imprimatur that a lot of voters are going to look for. So um, I think it's the the swing voters that they're going to have to talk to. And, and I don't know. 
I don't know that anybody knows exactly where those are in this district. Well, and you mentioned their ties to the district and how this has sort of become this subplot, and they've kind of been at each other's throats about this. Um, you know, uh, Heinz um, kind of district shopping almost, uh, or at least having the appearance of that. Uh, uh, he's punched back at Nickel um, for his own residency. T- tell us about that and tell us about how it's, how it's played out. Uh, they've even made ads about this. Right. Well, I mean... You know, a lot of people don't know that although you have to live in a state legislative district to represent the district, in congressional districts, you don't actually have to live in them, right? So, you know, uh, Wiley Nickel lives just outside of the district in Cary. And so um, Bo Hines has made much of that. Bo Hines was living out in the triad but rented a house in Fuquave Arena. So much was made about that. So, you know, when you get right down to it, neither of these guys is exactly of the district that they are seeking to represent. So that's, of course, led to some drama, as you say, subplots. Um, there was an ad um, that I think um, our colleague Paul Spey wrote up about uh, that was taped in Indiana that, you know, people said, why is Bo Hines taping an ad in Indiana? That's where his, that's where his family's from. Um, you know, I wonder sometimes how much this really matters to voters as opposed to, you know, political pundits and observers, you know, you know, but I do think, especially in the more rural areas, I think there is a real sense of place. And this is an area that's been split up among different districts for so many years, and they just haven't had a voice of their own. And so I don't that know what that voice is, is changing, obviously. But I think that there are a lot of people who have really deep roots to this area that are going to want to, you know, to elect somebody that think is going to get where they're coming from. We'll be back after the break. When we come back, we'll talk about where the candidates stand on issues like immigration and the economy and abortion. Welcome back to the WRL Daily Download. I'm talking with WRL Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie about the competitive race for North Carolina's 13th Congressional District. Laura, you and WRL anchor Lena Tillette interviewed both candidates. What stood out to you about what they had to say? Well, for one thing, um, they would not appear on the show together. Um, I believe it was Bo Hines who said that he did not want to appear with Wiley Nickel. They didn't want a debate format. So we had them on separately. We did not allow them to hear the question. We didn't allow them to know the questions, although honestly, they should have predicted them. Um, and we did not allow them to hear what each other said. So they know. So they weren't directly responding to each other for the most part. Um, you know, I think um, they both performed pretty much as I was expecting them to perform. Um, Bo Hines had um, kind of a lot of the positions that he has taken on the trail. Um, you know, and he's got a lot of youthful enthusiasm and um, a lot of charisma and, uh, you know, so. And then you've got Wiley Nickel, who's got more experience, you know, and he's more used to sort of talking about policy positions, a little bit more nuanced, um, you know, and um, but nonetheless, we didn't get a ton of details. But, you know, that's not necessarily the candidate's fault. I mean, TV is not always the best medium to get into a lot of detailed policy questions. One thing that's on voters' minds going into the November 8th election is abortion. Um, they both had something to say about this. They are they are very, very different on this one, for sure. So um, we got a little bit of a shift, I think, in Bohan's position. We were asking him, you know, about exceptions. Uh, he has previously said he would be in favor of exceptions for the life of the mother. Other than that, other than that, he thinks that he says it's murder. shouldn't be allowed at all. Um, we, we were talking about the case in Ohio with a 10-year-old girl, and he said, he feels like there should be an exception for that. But we were trying to get him to say, well, was it rape or incest or was it the girl's age? That And he said, well, I think it's got to be a case-by-case basis. And you have to look at these circumstances and see what happens. I'm like, well, who's going to look at that? Who's the court to do that, right? 
Who should be making those decisions? And so then we asked Wiley Nickel about where he thinks the government has a role um, in deciding uh, whether women should have access to abortion. And he said that he thinks the government's role should be protecting their access to it. I said, well, do you think that there is some point at which the government should step in to protect the life of the fetus? And he said, I don't think that's up to the government. I think that should be between the woman and her doctor. I think this is a deeply personal decision that should not be in the political sphere at all. So obviously two you know, diametrically opposed <laughs> uh, positions on abortion here. And, um, you know, of course, it will be a state issue, as Bowens pointed out. But but nonetheless, people do want to know where they stand on them. Immigration was one area where they had some common ground, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, both of them agree. I mean, I think everybody agrees that the border's a mess, you know. Um, but there's a humanitarian disaster down there, a slow-motion disaster unfolding. And I, I think you don't have to – it's not a partisan question. Um, they both said that they think that the border needs to be fortified to make sure that there are fewer people coming across it. Um, you know, without authorization. But that's pretty much where it stops. Now, we did see a small shift in Bo Hines' earlier position on this. Hines had earlier said that he wanted a 10-year moratorium on all immigration. Now he says that 10-year moratorium would not apply to work visas. He said he believes that the work visa program um, sufficiently vets the people who are coming in. And of course, it's very economically important to the state um, to be able to get these workers. They're badly needed in the current labor market, especially. Um, you know, Wiley Nichols said that he, you know, believes that we need to allow more immigration, allow more people in to deal with some of those labor questions that we're talking about. Um, and, you know, said that he didn't give a lot of details about what exactly he thinks Congress needs to do, um, aside from maybe um, more judges and more people to, you know, to, to make that happen, to process people more quickly. Um, you know, in the meantime, Bo Hines had said, you know, that he thought that we had too many people coming in from Central America and that was limiting the ability of people from other areas like Africa or Europe uh, and uh, to come into the country given the limited number of uh, immigration visas that we have. So, like I said, they, they, they agree that the border is a mess. But after that, eh, it's, yeah, a little different. They also had some other solutions for the, the other issues that are going on in the economy, inflation and so forth. Uh, tell us about those. You know, I don't, we didn't get a lot of details on that, you know. And again, like I said, I mean, part of that's because television, you know. But, you know, we, they both agree that inflation's a problem, definitely. I mean, and that people are hurting. The question is, you know, what exactly is it going to take to fix it? You know, what um, Bo Hines talked a lot about, of course, has been the spending, the stimulus spending that the Biden administration has been doing. Talked a lot about the effect of inflation on family paychecks. Um, you know, Wiley Nickel talked about he's got a, apparently like a 30-point plan um, to try to address some of these issues, uh, lowering fuel prices, for example, lowering food prices and drug prices. So, I mean, they do have more policy information, at least I know Nickel does, um, available probably than they were had time to get into on the show. Laura, I want to ask you about something completely off the topic here. You're also working on a project about voter education. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah. So we're calling it NC Votes 101, and it's just basically a a series of short stories sort of explaining things from behind the scenes about elections. You know, one of the things that we learned, I know, in the, in the, the wake of the 2020 election was that a lot of people didn't understand how elections really worked. And so they were easily misled into believing things that were not true about the election process. You know, so what we're trying to do is um, to get people to send us questions because we'd, of course, love to answer people's questions about the election process, but to try to debunk some of the things that people 
most commonly think about, um, you know, election fraud, that that there's hacking of machines going on, for example, is a good one. They're not connected to the Internet, right? They're not. Um, there's fake ballots. No, that doesn't work either. There's a lot of these things. And, you know, election officials are beside themselves trying to, to, to answer these questions. So, you know, we're trying to help people, trying to do it a little bit for them and just demystify this process. It's not a black box. It's actually very transparent. It's actually got checks and balances all the way through the whole thing. It's just to, to let people know that that's really how it works. Uh, Laura, thanks for breaking down the race and for your work on NC Votes 101. If you want to see those stories and if you want to see the full on-the-record interview with Bo Hines and Wiley Nickel, visit WRAL.com. Thanks for listening to the WRL Daily Download. You can also listen to entire WRL newscasts in podcast form. Find WRL newscasts in your podcast app. The feed is updated with new newscasts multiple times per day. Mm-hmm.